Welcome to the Rise Above Podcast. I'm your host, Will Lambley, and we're so excited to be joined by Arkansas linebacker, Caden Henley. First off, thank you for joining us today, Caden. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Appreciate you having yes, me. Yes, sir. And before we got on, we were talking about, uh, I guess the, the first time we met was actually at uh, church, probably your freshman year, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, sir. it was. Yeah, I, I know. So are you in your third year now at Arkansas, technically? I'm a red shirt. Yeah, third year. Okay. Because I graduated early. So yeah, this will be my third year. It's kind of okay. weird to think about it. It goes by fast. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure just with in the moment, like you're, you're probably like during some workouts or practices, you're probably like, man, this is just lasting forever. But now you're looking back like, wow, two years have gone by already. Yeah, you hit it right on the nail. Yeah, but um so I know you went to Shiloh Christian, but wh where are you originally from, and what, what did your family look like growing up? So I, I grew up, my dad's a coach, so I've kind of moved around a lot. So I'm real, I grew, or I lived in uh, Oklahoma for most of my life, and I lived in Lawton, Oklahoma, and uh, Dewey, Oklahoma. But I moved to Shiloh my sophomore year of high school, and I, I really enjoyed Shiloh. Okay, nice. Yeah, I remember... Um, I'm being from Oklahoma too. I remember uh, we, we played like Dewey and teams like that at team camps. Uh, it's definitely a different environment playing uh, like teams like that rather than going to schools like Shiloh and schools like that. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, what, what did your family look like growing up? What do you mean by that? Like, um, like how many how many siblings did you have? Oh, I, I have a little brother who's who's a junior right now, fixing to be a senior, and that and then like my mom and dad, and that's really about it. Okay, so having a dad that was a coach uh, growing up, like, did you always just love football, or was it one of those things that, like, at first you're like, I don't know about this, but oh, I, I took my baby photos in uh, football, in, oh, wow. in Cowboys jersey. Oh wow, so yeah, I've, I've always been around it, and I've always enjoyed it. And I mean, it's something I always chased. Yeah, so you came out of the womb just ready, ready to hit someone, pretty much. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, and so. Um, like uh, growing up, uh, w what age did you start playing football? I mean, I, I'm really not sure what age, but I, I've always been around it. So, I mean, flag football probably like as young as it gets. I don't I don't remember when I officially like started. Like, if we're talking like uh, playing like games, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And do, do you have any moments like uh, growing up where um, you just like? found yourself like playing football and you're like man i really just love doing this or was it one of those things like that you just always love doing i mean i i just remember our every year i'd prepare for me and my cousins to play football during christmas and i just prepare for that every year so i think i've always loved it okay nice and then i know you said you're originally from lawton and dewey area but um what age was it that you moved to would it have been Springdale? Like, is that where Shiloh's at? Yeah, my, my sophomore year, Springdale. Okay, okay. What, what was that transition like? So, did you play uh, your freshman? Where did you play your freshman year at then? My, my freshman year, I played at uh, Lot High, and it's okay. like Southwest Oklahoma. And then I played there on varsity, and then we moved to Shiloh, and I played my sophomore year. Okay, and I kn I know for a lot of kids, like freshman year, like in high school, like eventually kids like. They end up playing like division one level like you end up being like like pr pretty big and like have a good like stature going into college but like freshman year high school um did you come in like j just already big or did you eventually like get bigger yeah i kind of hit my growth spurt after my seventh grade year i was a little skinny as a seventh grader okay. but as an eighth grader I, I came in a different dude so you've always been this tall like since seventh grade yeah okay yeah. or not I mean, I was probably like six foot my freshman year of high school. Okay. Yeah, but that, that's still pretty good. And then um, 
What was the change like going from uh, Latin to uh, Shiloh Christian, which is kind of known as being one of the uh, more prominent like high schools in uh, Fayetteville or the uh, Northwest Arkansas area, especially from like Gus Malzahn and all the great coaches that have coached there? Yeah, it's there's definitely a difference. I, I enjoyed Lawton, but I also enjoyed my time at Shiloh. But there's a big difference between the two schools. Yeah. What, what were some of those differences like you, you noticed? I'm sure like I know for me, so uh, I, I'm kind of the same as you. I, I always grew up going to a school called Owasso up until eighth grade, but my ninth grade year, I um, went to a Christian school called Rejoice. And I remember like one of the things I thought was really cool was how they were able to incorporate like the Bible and um, Christ, not only into the classroom, but also into sports. Um, were, were those some things you were able to like notice when you moved to Shiloh? Oh yeah, for sure. Everything's faith-based. I mean, Lawton, it, it wasn't that way, but when we got to Shiloh, everything's faith-based, and that's really a big part of my story is just how they incorporate that into football, like Coach Conway. Like we we went through. I didn't finish the whole thing, but we went through a process called the journey, where we were discipled by coaches and things like that, and it really gave me a new way to look at it. Okay, that, that's really cool. I, I think I've heard of that before. So in this process called the journey, would it just be like a coach that would sit down with like a position group or was it like just a single player? I mean, they kind of spread them out. I, I was with my dad and, a, and another coach and then we had like a group of six guys like in my grade and then they would just spread them out like with different coaches to where everybody had an opportunity to grow in their faith if they truly took advantage of it. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. And that's one of the things uh, that I've loved, especially um, about sports, because whenever like you turn to Christ in sports, like it's such a great opportunity um, to bring others along and bring others to Christ, because just like life, you're going to face so much adversity, so many things that you don't expect in sports. But when you turn your hope on into Christ, like it really gives you so much perspective. Um, as I remember when I started losing my sight my sophomore year, I, I remember at first just thinking like, man, my whole world's over. Like I can't even do some of the things I love to do. But when I started leaning into Christ, he just showed me like so much more perspective that I could never have by myself. And, um, would you say that's some things that you were able to learn through uh, just playing for Coach Conaway, um, sophomore through uh, senior year? Yeah, 100%. One of the promises or during the journey that we went, a big thing was just abiding in Christ, just having obedience in Him. And the big verse was John 15, 5, I am the, van I am the vine, you are the branch. Remain in me as I am you. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You bear much, you bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And that's like what you're saying without Christ, we are nothing. Yeah, I think it's awesome you mentioned that verse because um, this morning I was uh, not reading but uh, listening to uh, just some scriptures and that's a verse I actually came across and I think that's just so powerful for any aspect of our life because uh, it just gives us like an extra boost and just that hope we need to take on any situation knowing that when we're connected to Christ that he will pretty much always make a way and um so as you moved to Shiloh, like your sophomore year, um, were you pretty much just like playing right there? Did you have to like battle to start and everything? So it's actually kind of a weird story. So I broke my wrist my freshman year of high school playing baseball. Okay. So I, I broke my wrist and then uh, the trainer told me it was like just a sprain. Like we went and got x-rays and they're like, yeah, it's just a sprain. We can't see anything. So I took like two, three weeks off and my dad, like I was at practice and everything, but like, 
I secretly had a broken wrist. I just didn't know it at the time, so it wasn't getting better. So uh, my dad was eventually like, look, like it's just a sprained wrist. Like you can play through it. So I played the rest of the year with a sprained wrist, and I just remember trying to like swing like with one hand, like with a bat, and I just like I was really good at hitting, but that was just one thing I couldn't do was like hit or like throw or really anything like it was hard yeah I bet but uh it ended up like carrying over to the next football season because I played through it so it got worse and worse and then eventually like I had to have surgery so I missed like that whole summer because of that wrist because I had to put like a screw in it and then like right when football started I got back so I had to play with like this big old cast and I had to really earn a spot in camp to play my sophomore year I bet that was hard at first being the new guy and like you couldn't even play at first 100% I mean I, I just remember being at the like team camps and stuff and it's like man I, I hate watching like, yeah like I, I want to go out there and like play with these new people that I've met yeah just from what you said about trying to play through injury in baseball I'm sure you were sitting on the sideline thinking man I just don't want my teammates to think I'm one of those guys that like isn't trying to play through like and isn't trying to fight for them yeah 100% I always want my teammates to know I got their back and then going into that sophomore year I know you guys had a really good year that year right yeah we uh made it to state and then ended up losing that was the only game we okay. lost they, they, they kind of got after us in yeah. the state championship it was not our best game but we, it was a great year yeah and they actually they play the state championship games at war memorial here right yeah they do yeah, they need to do something like something from Oklahoma. They need, I wish they would do something like that in Oklahoma, like play like at OU or OSU. And they used to play at Tulsa, but now they moved it to UCO, which only seats like 10,000. And most high schools in Oklahoma seat more than – or big high schools, not like small ones. But, yeah, I like that about Arkansas. And then I'm sure um, losing the state championship sophomore year really like fueled you and the team for the next year. Yeah, it Definitely. I mean, that was like one of our main goals. All right, we're not going to just make the state. We're going to win state this time. Because the year before, it was all about the road to the rock. And then, like, the road to the rock and everything. And we made it there. We just didn't finish. And then the next year, it was about finishing. And then that next year, since, like, you played a year with, with the guys, and, like, they, they all knew who you were, knew what you were about more. Um, did you feel like you took on more of, like, a leadership role? Yeah, I felt like I took on more of a leadership role. I mean, at Shiloh, like, we consider the seniors, like, the big leaders, but it's really, like, everybody is a leader. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, your junior year, is that the year you guys ended up winning state? Yeah, that's the year we ended up winning. Okay. My senior year, we lost again, so I'm one for three. Okay. <laughs> And what what was that experience like your junior year? I'm sure like you're able to look back to that like and as some of the best memories probably of your life. Yeah, it, it was an awesome memory. I mean, it happens. It's it's weird when it's over because it's just like what's next? Yeah, what's next? What's going to happen next? But I'd say honestly, the best part of it is just the memories you make on the journey, like throughout the year. Like even like the next day, like a whole bunch of guys we got together and like watched the live stream together, and it was like watch this, watch yeah. this. And it, but that, that probably the memories of the process was the best part. Yeah, that's crazy uh, you saying that because I feel like in life we look so much to the destination that, and sometimes like we almost forget where we're at in the moment. But like you said, 
the best memories are really found like in the journey, like those bus rides or going to eat with uh, the team or uh, even doing the miserable things it takes. To yeah, exactly. Win. Yeah. Th- th- those hard runs. But yeah. Uh, yeah, one of my, my favorite memories was like the hard runs, but everyone's like bringing the juice. Mm-hmm. And th- those times are great. Yeah. And I feel like those times really help you for like experiences that are going to happen later in life too. The face in adversity, 100%. Exactly. And then, um, now, as we've said, like you're a linebacker at the University of Arkansas, but well, when did that recruiting process start for you? I mean, I kind of had a weird recruiting process because I moved to Shiloh my sophomore year, and I had a good year as a sophomore, but it really wasn't like enough to get recruited, and I got better like throughout the throughout the whole year. So I was probably at my best like at the end, which is how it should be. But really, my junior year, I had a really big year. And it was, I was really frustrated by it. And it like played a big role in like just trusting God, but like, cause you want to take control over it. Like you want everything to happen. Like for me, like I want to be in control of everything. I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Really trusting him. And then eventually like all it took was the first offer. And then it, after that, it just exploded. Well, okay. I was kind of like for D1, I was kind of like later because I was just sitting there waiting, waiting. Okay. Waiting. Hey, I, a lot of kids, like from my high school, like they go, they go D1, like being like from like private schools. Was your first D1 off from like a military school? I, I had a. Uh, it seems like that's Army like everyone that I know. And <laughs> Air Force, but my first one was actually uh, New Mexico. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I hear kids get, getting those offers too, but. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think. Yeah, definitely the like what you're saying. The military academies, oh, yeah. Christian schools. Yeah, I know uh, those military schools. Um, it definitely takes a different breed to go there. So yeah. for people that go to military schools, uh, like that say that like football practice is the easiest part of their day. <laughs> like they're, they're, they're like, dude, this is just terrible. I'm sure. Like even like going to a place like Army and like doing like thinking about the things I do with football and on top of just how like. Arkansas is like a good academic school, but like Army West Point is a whole nother yeah. level. Like I couldn't imagine how how they yeah. just study and get ready for everything. Exactly, they're definitely uh, some of the most disciplined teams that anyone could could play. Yeah, but um, so as you got those offers, uh, were you like content with those? Were you really excited, or were you thinking like, man, I want to get bigger offers? Yeah, you at first like you kind of like what you're saying you get content and then you're like looking forward like man i want this offer i want bigger offers and like exactly what you're saying and was arkansas like the one school like that you're like man i, I want this i want this school yeah arkansas was my number one i, I they offered me and i committed in the same day like <laughs> that's awesome like i didn't really like the recruiting process like but i was really excited when they offered and i committed on the same day so w- when was that they offered you I'd like to say March-ish, okay. my junior year, like before my senior year of football. So, so I was in the second semester of my junior year. Okay. And do you like remember like where you were at and like yeah, just was, the call and everything? So I was in a science class and like I, I knew Arkansas liked me. I just, and I felt like they should offer me and would, but I didn't know when. And I was in science class and my head coach texted me. He's like, hey, come to my office. And I'm like, huh? So I, I was like, can I go see uh, Coach Conway? And she's like, yeah. And I go in there, and he's like, okay, you're about to – and he kind of walked me through what was going to happen. And then Coach or Coach Pittman, 
Coach Shear and Coach Odom were all on the phone together, and they offered me, and he had my dad in the room too. So it was a really special moment. And then, like after that, I started getting phone calls from all these, uh, the recruiting people, and uh, just newspapers and stuff. Like it, it was an awesome moment. It's crazy how fast everything happens to you. Yeah, 100%. And then my dad's like, okay, you got to go work out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I need to go do that. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's what that's what dads, especially dads, their coaches are real good at keeping us humble. Exactly. Yes. And what, yeah, what was that experience like playing for your dad? I mean, I always tell people it was as good as I was playing. So when I was playing good, it was really fun. But when I wasn't, he, he let me know what the standard was. And yeah. it, he wasn't mean about it or super. Sometimes he was, but he just knew what I could do. And he, he had high expectations for me. Yeah. That's kind of like, like you, how you said the standard. That's almost like how Nick Saban always talks about the standard. Yeah. It's like people on the outside might think, oh, this guy's being mean. And on the reality is he's just like that because he cares for his players. 100%. And just wants the best. Yeah. And I think and it, that, that's, that's awesome. And you definitely create a whole bunch of memories with your dad being a coach, like winning a state championship and just the process of that and even the other seasons where we didn't complete our ultimate goal but had a really great year. And it was a blessing for sure. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And I'm sure you're able to um, take a lot of lessons, not just from high school football, but lessons like your dad taught you while he was coaching you um, to now while you're playing or why you do anything in your life pretty much yeah for sure like i remember like when i was a little kid this isn't really that but he dropped me off at school and he'd say do it right do it light do it wrong do it long and it still holds up to this day that my high school strength coach you say it all the time like if not everyone was sprinting on like a sprint he's like guys we're not st we're not doing our last sprint until everyone's like going full speed <laughs> And I remember that vividly. <laughs> like, geez, can everyone just, like, start running hard? <laughs> and it's a testimony. Like, when you think of something harder, it's, like, it's usually better for you. Not always, but it usually is. Yeah, exactly. It's like, just like the verse uh, in 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24, where it says, In a race, all runners win. Or all runners run, not win. <laughs> not everyone wins in life. All runners run but only one gets the prize so run in such a way to win and so it's just like a testament to doing everything in life with everything you have doing everything striving to do everything the right way like your dad said do it right do it light do it and wrong think, do it yeah, long yeah that's what our coach said and that, that is exactly true <laughs> yeah and it's everything striving to the point for Jesus like like with that verse yeah and then uh, what, what age was do you remember like when it was that you came to Christ I mean, I, I would say, so I grew up like my family's, my whole family were Christians. My granddad was a pastor for a while, my dad's dad for like 40 years. And we'd go to church, and but I didn't really necessarily like get it, if that makes sense. Like I didn't yeah. see the faith part more of like. I, I, I the feel the same part. way. Yeah. Like, I tried to earn my faith, but it really didn't come till I got to Shiloh and at, like in that point in my life, I was like trying to fill the void in my heart through football and accomplishments, and it just doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like exactly. Like you win a state championship, you feel it for a moment, but when you come to Christ, you feel it for the rest of your life. And I would say, like during that process of just Coach Conway and my father and just friends, like bringing me towards Christ, is really when I ultimately, like understood like i'm saved by grace grace not by the works that i do you know what i mean yeah that yeah it's a great word right there and i yeah i think like you said like obviously like everyone strives to win 
in their sport or whatever they're doing in life, like get that promotion. But in reality, the only thing that can fill that void is um, that relationship with Christ and just knowing that, as it says in Ephesians 2, 10, that each person is a masterpiece made for great works and just embracing that. Yeah. And I, I think it's awesome about how you learn that uh, through the game of football. And I think that goes right into, uh, I know I've saw videos where um, you've been involved with FCA and stuff like that, the University of Arkansas. Yeah, uh, we, we used to have some uh, groups and they'd lead it and I enjoyed it for sure. Like they do a great job with it. When a group of guys get together and it's awesome when just when people can come together for a common goal of getting to know Jesus. Yeah, and I think it's awesome when, when you can get together in that group of the same people like that uh, you're going to class with or uh, you're, you're out there like grinding during workouts or uh, out there on the field with and um, and I think when other people that aren't like following Christ on that team are seeing like something different in those guys. I think it really it really stands out, and like it might not always like feel like it stands out, but people are always going to realize there's something different about that person. Yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. And uh, as you got to Arkansas, um, was there like moments? Because uh, I know you enrolled early, right? Yeah, I did. I did enroll early. And actually, I remember. So uh, you actually came to some of the Outback Bowl practices, right? Oh, yeah, I did. It was, it was kind of funny. It was me and JJ there. We yeah. had no idea what was going on, I'm but sure. we were there. I enjoyed yeah. that, honestly. Do you, do you have any, like, funny stories about that, like, moments where you're like, geez, I don't even know where I'm going? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, because Shiloh's practices are fast, and everyone knows where to go, and the Arkansas's practices are fast, and everyone knows where to go, but they just kind of threw you out there. So I had nowhere, no idea where to go, and I just remember following Coach Shear or Bumper Pool or Grant Morgan, like, I got no idea where I'm going. They're yeah. like, oh, you're over there. It's like, oh, I got to go run over yeah. here now. Yeah, because most, most of the time, like, freshmen, at least, like, even freshmen that enroll early have, like, the winter for workouts and, like, spring ball. Yeah. But you were just thrown into the fire, like, hey, figure it out, dude. Yeah, I, I'm telling I was excited to get up there, and I was just in there, like, you going to come up for the practices? And I was like, oh, yeah, let's go get better. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I still enjoyed it, and I, I would I do it again, but it, definitely was we're throwing in the fire that's awesome and was there any like welcome to the sec moments that like those uh winter workouts your freshman year like during spring ball or anything definitely the the winter workouts i, I remember some of the workouts we do with, did with walker they were just they were so fast paced and it, they were tough to get through you yeah. always found a way but it was definitely mentally challenging yeah. i remember we do these curves and uh, I I hated them. We were getting better, but I hated them. Yeah, and it probably, probably didn't help at first. Coach, Coach Walker, uh, great guy. Um, he was always really nice to me, but uh, one of the most intimidating guys you'll ever meet. Yeah, he's... Um, just jacked out of his mind. We're, didn't he always wear military boots? Yeah, for sure. And he did. <laughs> so I'm sure that really prepared you for uh, just any circumstance right there. Yeah, 100%. I, I enjoyed, but yeah, he was intimidating. Yeah, that, that that's... Um, that is definitely the truth. And then, um, what, what was it like uh, your first year, like going through a season, which uh, as a college football player, like what were like some huge differences you saw from like the high school game to college? You mean like uh, just the process? Yeah, just the, the process. Season. Anything like in the weight room or it just, anything in general? I would say like it's almost like the same length, but it just feels so much longer because it's a lot. It's a lot more like tiring because you have the process of just 
you got college classes and you got everything and it, there's not really you don't get a break like you don't really get to go home like to an extent of like you don't go home and like your mom has a meal ready for you you know what I mean you gotta yeah. make your own or they're providing a meal and it's it's like the season really start starts in camp or in the summer like instead of just in the fall if that makes sense like getting ready for the season is like almost like the season it feels like yeah exactly and i'm sure there was definitely some times where it was hard mentally with everything going on yeah there's so much going on at once i remember one like i was in biology and i was i'm not good at biology i'm i'm <laughs> like i'm not like i'm not good at science i just and i don't necessarily get like the atoms and all that involves in that like my brain just doesn't operate that way and uh, I remember one day after practice, Danny, Danny Wheeler, like our player development guy, texted me and he's like, hey, are you going to take this exam? And it was like this big exam that I had to take. And I was like, oh, crap, I forgot <laughs> about it. So I ran over to the Jones real fast right after practice and took the exam and found a way. I didn't do that great on it, obviously, because I forgot about it. But it's just so much going on at once. And you got to like learn how to do it all. You got to be a professional about it. How, how to be professional about it. Yeah, I'm sure that was, that was, that, that's like the worst feeling whenever you have a test and you have no idea about it. Yeah. That's like one of the most helpless feelings you can I, ever I feel. I should have known about it, but yeah. it was definitely not one of my best moments. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a good moment to look back and learn from. Because I don't remember when it was due at, but it was pretty It might have been due at midnight. I don't remember, but I felt like I was fighting time on when it was due to. I don't remember. Yeah, I definitely know that feeling where you're just like rushing. You're like, shoot, I might have to make a tree at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, yeah, after like, or what are some like uh, things that you learned that you really need to uh, lean into after that freshman year that like helped you like, uh, just whether it's with like time or just like with um, like mentally uh, during playing college football at this level. I'd say like take just take advantage of your time when it's given if that's like in between classes doing your work or but i'd say like a big deal is just finding rest in jesus instead of the world like something he promises us is he, he says come to me all who are weary and burdened and you will find rest for i take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i'm gentle and lowly at heart uh Wow. What, what ver Do you know what verse that was? Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Okay, wow. And he says, for, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And it's just a promise. Like, the Christian life isn't going to be an easy life, like, physically. But we will find he, we will find rest for our souls when we pursue him. So if it's something that you struggle with in rest, it's pursue Jesus. What, what would you say are some things that helped you, like, in pursuing Jesus uh, in your time in college so far? Definitely just finding Christian friends, but also just, like, finding time for him, if that's, like, reading your Bible or a Bible plan, or, and also finding a church where you can find a group of people who are working towards the same destination as yeah. you. Yeah, that's definitely great. And I know there's a lot of people listening to this today that maybe have been to church, maybe they haven't been to church, and they're like, man, it's just uncomfortable when I go to church sometimes. Or like, I just don't feel like I know my place. And I'm sure you've been in that boat before, and I know I have. Uh, maybe what, what's some advice you'd have to someone about like just getting involved in a church? I mean, like like C3, we have Luke Harper. Like, reach out to Luke Harper. He'll introduce you to people. Reach out to Noah Graves. Like, 
they'll introduce you to people, but also don't like go in there and have one foot in and one foot out. Go in with two feet. Like get involved yep. with the events that they are having. Like go like C three. They have houses. Go to a house and meet new people and just like people are glad you're there. You know yep. what I mean? Don't go in there and think like, man, I'm not sure if they want. People are happy you're there. Exactly, and I think that. Those are two things right there that is key in any walk of life, whether you're an athlete at any level or you're working. Chase that relationship with Christ because that's the one thing that will never let us down. And then second, surround yourself with fellow believers, whether it's in a, a church or your team, like fellow believers, because um, as it says in Proverbs, a friend loves at all times, but a brother is born for times of adversity. And because, I mean, we'll even as Christians, like just because we're a Christian doesn't mean, oh, life's just going to be great. Uh, shoot, there's still going to be hard days uh, where you're like, God, what is going on? But just having those people around us, um, I know has definitely helped me. And I'm sure you can talk about, Caden, how just having those people around you has been able to help, help you too, especially just with your busy schedule. Yeah, 100%. When your eyes aren't really right, they can put them on the right thing. Exactly. And then I know something else I've saw you've been involved with, which I talked about a little bit earlier, is uh, FCA at, at the university. I know you've uh, done some videos w with them. Um, what's that been like just to be around like fellow athletes that are believers? I mean, it, when the, I, it's really, I'm trying to think of how to word it. It's, it's really great to see people or, I mean, like, outside of that building, people don't understand, like, what you go through on a day-to-day -day basis. Like, okay, they get the workouts, they get the conditioning, but they don't understand how hard it is or your why, why you're doing it, and things like that. But to pursue Jesus and also understand all these other things that you have, like, with those people makes it special. Yeah, that, that, that's probably just... I know for me, whenever I'm at churches or like things like FCA, it's almost like a good moment to just like pause and just realize like what really matters. And FCA is great because like you have fellow athletes, fellow people like going through almost like the same things you're going through in a way. And what I've loved about FCA too is like it's so easy to invite people because some people like might feel uncomfortable like going to a church, but you can say, oh, hey, we're going to like FCA. And like I've heard so many stories of people like that came to Christ because like this dude's girlfriend brought him so he invited his buddies or yeah. <laughs> whatever it was but and it's just awesome because uh, I truly feel like um, I once heard this said by uh, Clemson's head football coach Dabo Sweeney that he said this jokingly but I, I truly believe that it can really be true he said football or really any sport was created on the eighth day because it's such a great avenue to help bring others along and um, encourage others in Christ. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely a character builder and reveals character yep. as well. And w would you say that um, just following Christ and just surrounding yourself with other believers has been a big part of your why? Yeah, to build the glory of the kingdom, build the glory of God. And um, I know I, something cool too about uh, about you, and I know not... I haven't saw like many athletes do this. And I thought this was super cool when I saw this. Is uh, last year wasn't it spring break? You went on a mission trip, right? Yeah, I did. I went to uh, the Dominican Republic with uh, two of my buddies that were actually from high school, and it, it was an amazing trip. Lots of stories, <laughs> some crazy stories. 
it just it was an awesome trip and it really just exposes you to the kingdom of god and just how big it is to see like translators there who are pursuing christ and trying to build or churches that are trying to build the kingdom like in different areas yeah. and like in smaller countries like that and then you can also go to here and you got churches here it's just it gives you an image of the whole like kingdom that's awesome and i think what's cool about mission trips and all i know you could probably testify to this too but when you go on them you're like okay i'm go, being the one that's serving but you almost leave feeling like man these people have encouraged me so much yeah 100 like, percent. Like, it was a perfect trip for me to learn how to, how to share the gospel because they spoke a different language so we had translators <laughs> so if they said something and i didn't know how to respond i'd kind of look at them and be like what should I say? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just like learning those avenues of what to say, like the right approach. Cause like you don't just walk in and just say, have you, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's exactly. more like of a developing conversation. Yeah. So you, you say something, then you kind of have to wait for them to translate it. And yeah. Then, so yeah. you can like take your time and like, okay, what do I want to say? How do I want to word this? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure going into it were you like I, I don't really know what this is going to consist of with the whole mission trip yeah I, I didn't really know i didn't i didn't really know where we were staying i didn't know like i knew kind of the area that we were going i'm not even sure i knew where the dominican republic was if i'm being honest yeah, yeah. <laughs> i get that i knew the area but not exactly where it was yeah and what, what's like the biggest takeaway you would have from going on that trip the biggest takeaway is just I'm trying to think what there's a lot of takeaways but I was, I'm trying to really like get it like the best takeaway yeah, you know yeah. what I mean I just say that the kingdom of God is big and like there's brothers in Christ out there who are suffering like you on a daily basis and there's others that are suffering in different ways but it, it's something that you can use to yourself like if you're going through a hard time you can think of like your brother's going through the same thing I think it says in First Peter's five nine, resist him, stand firm in your faith, knowing that your, knowing that your brothers are going through the same kind of suffering. Yeah, that's great, and just knowing that, uh, although we might not always understand circumstances we go through in life, um, just knowing that God can work all things uh, for the glory of Him, and setting our mind on on Him, and then how how can we help someone else? I mean, as it says in uh, Romans eight twenty eight. Uh, it says all things work for the glory of God and um, just using whatever circumstance that uh, we're facing to um, be able to help uh, those around us and those that we might only come across once, but being able to point them to something that uh, gives us hope no matter our circumstance. Yeah, that's good work. Good work. And uh, would you say uh, after going on that mission trip, it's really like opened up your perspective like in everything you do in your life now yeah definitely eye-opening i mean it gives you a different view of the world but also like a different view of yourself like okay i can share the gospel over there i can do it here you know what i mean it gives exactly you, yeah it gives you almost Just more confidence confidence yeah yeah, yeah and it, it's crazy because i've went on um some spring break mission trips and like i remember going on them and i'm like okay like I remember feeling like nerves, but uh, one of my buddies who actually helps record this, uh, Will, once told me like, um, like the gospel is powerful. It's not like us doing anything. It's God working in us. Yep. So like when we when we trust in Him, like He can, as it says in Ephesians three verse twenty, He can do measurably more in us than we could ever think or imagine. 
And I think it's, it's just crazy how um, it's not even us working, it's just us putting our hope in him and then him doing the rest. 100% you hit it right on the nail. Like it's God, God who's working, not us. Like if you go to an area and it's blossoming, it's because of God. Yes, and I think that's that's awesome because like no matter what um, circumstance someone's in in life, whether they're in a different country, whether um, they're a college student or they're just working a job or playing a sport at any level, um, God isn't just at one place, but he truly is working everywhere we go. And sometimes we, we don't see it, but I love the song Waymaker where it says, even when we do not see it, uh, Christ is always working. And um, there's a verse that says, uh, faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's just so cool. And that's really a big reason we started this podcast, like the Rise of a Podcast, because like everyone in life is going to face something that, will make them feel like they just can't get over the hump. But when we put our hope in Christ, then uh, it doesn't mean life's going to be perfect, but it does mean there is a way to rise above. And what would you say some ways like daily that like Christ helps you rise above? One way is just knowing that God knows. He knows what I'm going through, good or bad, and also just knowing God is able. If I'm going through something bad, he's able to change that. And also, he cares. He cares what I'm going through. You know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. And I think right right where you said that, you said God knows. I think that is great for anyone listening to this because I know I've been through circumstances where I've been like, man, this, I don't feel like anyone understands what I'm going through. Yeah. Like, this just doesn't make sense. But knowing that, God knows. I, I said it in the yeah. wrong order. It's God knows, okay. God cares, and he is able, which okay. makes more sense. So he God knows, knows what we're going okay. through. Nice. He's okay. able to... T- what, what did I just say again? Uh, God knows. Uh, he's able. He cares. He cares, and he's, he's able. able. Okay, there we go. Which makes more sense because he knows what we're going through. He cares about what we're going through, and he's able to take it out of us. Yeah, that, that's awesome right there. And it's a great thing to remember um, for anyone listening to this. God knows, he cares, and he is able, right? Yep. Okay, we finally, okay, third time's always the charm. And then, uh, as I told you before we got on this podcast, there's going to be someone listening today that um, is in that situation or will be in that situation where they feel like they're, they've hit that bump in the road where they just truly don't feel like they can rise above. What's a message you'd have to them to just give them some hope? I mean, God knows, God cares, and he's able. And I would also just say, find, find your rest in Christ, like what we were talking about earlier. Like, when there's a hump that you can't feel like you're getting through, like, find your rest in Christ. Like, he promises us that, he promises us that rest in our soul. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better. God knows, uh, he cares, and he is able. Man, thank, thank you for being on with us today, Caden. Uh, I was, I'm glad to be here. Appreciate you having me. Yes, sir. And we can't appreciate, can't thank Caden enough for, for being on with us today and just showing that no matter what walk of life you're in, whether you're an athlete, you're working somewhere, or whatever you're doing, it doesn't matter what's going on around you. When you know who lives inside of you and you trust that every day, no matter the storm you face, you can always rise above. And you can catch the Rise Above podcast on Instagram or any platform you listen to podcasts on, including YouTube. And know that no matter the storm you face this week, you can always rise above. We'll catch you guys later.